Good morning. I'm Alan Cantor, a member of this church and also a worship associate here at the Unitarian Universalist Area Church at First Parish in Sherburne. Welcome. Thresholds, we cross them every day from room to room, from outside to inside and back again, from here to there, from anywhere to everywhere, from age to age. Each threshold offers an opportunity for change, for renewal, for transformation from what we were and what we are to what we can be. In this hour and in this place, we cross a threshold from our day-to-day everydayness into space and time attuned to the other, to the sacred, to the holy, into an awareness of new life pregnant with possibilities. How will we be renewed in this moment? How will we be changed by this hour? How will we be transformed through this gathering of beloved community? Come, you longing, thirsty souls. Come, let us worship together. Thank you, Alan. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for joining us for this worship in this sacred space. Um, I'd like to make a few quick announcements as we get started. First of all, if you have a chalice or a candle nearby, please grab it. We'll be lighting it in just a moment. Also, a quick reminder that we do a virtual coffee hour after church for 20 minutes. So if you are interested, stick around after the postlude for that. As it's been announced, we are doing a blessing of the animals this morning, but we've restructured our service a little bit. Um, We've uh, decided that we need to respond to the events unfolding in our world these last few days. So we will be moving the blessings of the animals to a little bit later in the service. So if you are holding your cats and dogs and parakeets and hamsters uh, hostage right now, you can let them go for a little bit. We'll get to them later on in the service. I want to let you know that tomorrow night, Monday at 7 p.m., Reverend Nathan and the racial justice team are going to be hosting an online space via Zoom to connect and share um, our thoughts and our feelings in response to the murder of George Floyd, the black man who was killed by police in Minneapolis on Memorial Day, and also the events that have unfolded in our country since that day. So all are welcome to join us. This will be held on Zoom. The information was in the email you got this morning and it will also be in the email you get tomorrow, including the Zoom link. It's also been posted on our interior Facebook group, so look for it there. Check the email also for other events happening this week and our plans to connect and hold each other close over the summer as well. Uh, If you're new to this congregation, welcome. We're very, very glad you're here. There's a link in the chat box that you can fill out to get more information about us and our community. And thank you again for joining us. So please, let's all just take a moment, switch to gallery view so you can see all the lovely faces that have gathered here today. And let's just wave and say hello to each other.
for the splendor of the skies, for the love which from a birth over and around us lies. Our opening words this morning are attributed to Chief Seattle, a Squamish and Duwamish chief. I'll lead the minister part and please join with Emily in the responsive part. Teach your children what we have taught our children, that the earth is our mother. Whatever befalls the earth befalls the children of the earth. If humans spit upon the ground, they spit upon themselves. This we know. The earth does not belong to us. We belong to the earth. This we know. All things are connected like the blood which unites one family. All things are connected. Whatever befalls the earth befalls the children of the earth. We did not weave the web of life. We are merely a strand in it. Whatever we do to the web, we do to ourselves. Please join us now in singing our opening hymn, uh, There Is More Love. We chose this hymn specifically to open our worship this morning. It's a spiritual from our hymn book, and we thought it best reflected or was a way to enter into reflection about the events unfolding across our world today. Um, sing along with Sarah if you choose or merely listen. Thank you.
invite you all to get your chalice if you have one. And as you light it, let us say together our covenant. The words will be printed in the chat box for you. Let's say it together. Love is the spirit of this church and service its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek truth in love, and to help one another. everybody. It is good to be with you all. My friends, this morning we need to speak directly to what is happening in the world. We woke up to more news, more violence, more destruction, more riots, more clashes with police. And this news this week has been breaking my heart again and again. And I know it has been breaking yours too. And our hearts, they've, they've been broken before in much the same way. For Trayvon Martin, for Michael Brown, for Eric Garner, for Jamar Clark, for Philando Castile, and Sandra Bland, and Tamir Rice, and Botham Jean, and John Crawford, and the names too numerous to list. And that in itself is heartbreaking. And this week it breaks for George Floyd, for Ahmaud Arbery, for Breonna Taylor, and Christian Cooper. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King said, the riot is the language of the unheard. And in these times, this question implores us to ask ourselves, what have we, America, and specifically white America, failed to hear? And friends, as much as this week's news breaks my heart, I know that I feel only a fraction of the pain felt by communities of color. I, f I know that I feel only a fraction of that pain from communities, that communities who have been systematically oppressed and policed and murdered over the last 400 years are feeling. And in response today, our Unitarian Universalist faith calls me to say, too long have we had a false fight about whether white supremacy is the white, right language to use, whether it applies to us, whether it applies to this, whether there is a nicer or more comfortable word. Too long have white people been silent when our neighbors, our families, our institutions have allowed racism to thrive unchecked. 
Too long have we defended and funded and apologized for the institution of policing in this country. When the very origin of policing in America was originally beginning as slave patrols to keep enslaved Africans from rebelling, from escaping to freedom and from stepping out of line. Too long have we shamed or dismissed people of color for the strategies they use to make their voices heard. Too long have we valued property over human life. Too long have we valued profit over human life. Too long have we in, uh, invited supremacy systems to invade our minds, our bodies, our communities, our country, like a virus that has been unmitigated. Too long have we relied on systems of incarceration to address harm when in reality, we know that they create so much harm. Too long have we allowed being nice, making people in power comfortable, not rocking the boat, to slow down or deter the work of justice. Too long have black people been murdered in this country. This has gone on too long. My friends, everything we have seen in the news this week, from Amy Cooper calling the police and lying about Christian Cooper threatening her, to Derek Chauvin kneeling on George, George Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 40, 46 seconds as the life slowly, cruelly, horrifically left his body, to the riots, to the tear gas, to the police violence, to the arrest of black journalists. All of this is the result of a white supremacy death culture that has been festering for 400 years in this country. And today we must say no longer. My friends, I want you to know that I say this not as some bleeding heart liberal, not because I want you to feel bad about something that you had no control over. I say all of this because as a white woman, I was raised to believe in a system that deals death to some people and innumerable profound privileges to others. I say this because I am still unlearning the lessons that this system has taught me. I say this because my humanity, my conscience, my soul is at stake in this fight. I say this because I believe that my silence is complicity. And I say this because I know that our liberation is bound up together. My friends, there is so much work to be done. And I know that this is on the question, is the question that is on everybody's hearts right now. And I could list tried and true tri tricks and tips for being an ally, for listening to the leadership of people of color. And tomorrow our racial justice team and Reverend Nathan will be making space for us to gather together and ask these very questions. What does our faith call us to do in these times? But for now, I will remind us that the good news is this, we are not alone in this fight. We have one another. We have ancestors who have fought for justice long before us and people who will carry the mantle long after we are gone. The good news is that this work is hard, but it is so worth it because our humanity is defined by it. My friends, I hope you will join us for the conversation tomorrow. 
Bring your broken heart, bring your hope, bring your commitment, and bring yourself. I love you all. I am so grateful for all of the ways that you show up. So today, let us commit to showing up again and again and again and again, as long as it takes until we all are free. May it be so, and amen. Friends, I invite you now into a time of prayer and meditation. As we enter this space, I invite you just to take a deep breath in and out. Sit comfortably in your chair and allow yourself room to just breathe in and out for the next few moments. We'll start with our song, our call to prayer, There is a Love. We will play Sarah's recording and you are invited to sing along or just sit and listen. The words will be placed in the chat box. invite you to now help us create the sacred space for our prayers this morning and we will offer prayers for our loved ones for the world and prayers of thanksgiving first for our loved ones for those nearest and dearest to us whether they are in the same room or across the world we invite you to lift up your prayers this morning in the chat box For all of these prayers, friends, and the ones that remain unspoken, we light a candle. For our world, for the anger and the grief that is raging across our country, for the illness that many are suffering, and for those who are fighting to make our world more safe 
and more free. Friends, please lift up your prayers for our world now in the chat box. Friends, thank you for these beautiful prayers, for sharing your hearts with us this morning. For all of these prayers and for those that may remain unspoken, we light a candle. And finally, in light of the knowledge of our world and its suffering right now, may we also now take time to lift up the many blessings of this life. We all have much to be grateful for. So I invite you now, I encourage you to name your gratitude in our chat box for all to see. Thank you. For all of these prayers of gratitude, we light a candle. Dear ones, will you now join me in prayer? God of many names and no name at all, hear the prayers of our broken world this morning. Hear George Floyd, Brianna Taylor, Ahmad Arbery, these three who join the many names that have been lost to violent injustice. Hear the cries of the families who have lost their beloveds, who will not live out their lives alongside them. Hear the screams of the crowds who protest brutality and murder, who rightly put justice for black lives above civility and order. Hear the gasps of a nation rocked with anger, fear, and mistrust, who ask again and again, is this our country? There is more love somewhere. For those of us who are using our voices and our privilege to speak truth to power, guide our steps as we stand shoulder to shoulder with those whose very lives hang in the balance. For those of us who may remain silent, who are struggling to understand the system of privilege that gives white people shelter while so many people of color suffer, 
Give us the courage to find and use our voices, knowing that none of us are free until all are free. For those of us, for all of us, already struggling under the weight of grief and despair, for the ill, for those who are ill with coronavirus and for those who love them, for those who have lost their jobs and those who are just trying to keep themselves and their families safe, comfort our hearts with the knowledge that this community is holding us with tender care. There is more love somewhere. Holy One, we pray today that all black and brown lives may be freed from the death that threatens them. We pray today that we may show up to do the work of dismantling systemic oppression, white supremacy, and structures of injustice that enslave so many of our people. We pray that there is more love somewhere and that we have the power and the responsibility to bring about justice, to ensure freedom for all. And where there is now anger, fear, and grief, to sow the seeds of peace. There is more love somewhere. Let us find it together. Amen. Let us now breathe in stillness together.
It is good to be with all of you this morning. My name is Amy Dowerville. I've been attending UUAC for about three years. We may not have had the chance to meet yet. Before COVID-19, I only occasionally attended worship services. Sometimes I spent Sunday mornings with a team of dedicated volunteers spaying and neutering stray cats at an animal shelter. I am a veterinarian specializing in shelter medicine, a new specialty focused on the health and welfare of homeless animals. I am called to this work because I am continually inspired by the power of the human-animal bond. I support the concept of One Health that recognizes the connection between the health of people, animals, and the environment. I advocate for awareness of the link between animal abuse and interpersonal violence. In this work, I serve the seventh principle of Unitarian Universalism, respect for the interdependent web of, which, of, of all existence of which we are a part. This morning's offering is going to Bay Path Humane Society. Like many animal welfare organizations, Bay Path has adjusted their operations during the stay-at-home advisory in order to protect the public health. Despite the current limitations, they have taken in, cared for, and have in shelter, in foster, or off to forever homes, more than 100 animals. These are photos of pets that have been cared for by Bay Path Humane Society over the last few months. Going forward, Bay Path will be collaborating with their low-cost partners to address the large number of spay-neuter and other elective surgeries that have been postponed during the pandemic. Your financial support this morning will help fund this effort. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you, Amy. Uh, we are collecting our offering through Realm, so you will see a slide in just a second with instructions on how to give. And the direct link to Realm should be in the chat box to your right. So please designate whether you would like your donation to go towards your pledge or towards our offering recipient or a little of both. This information will also be posted again at the end of the service. And thank you, as always, for your generosity. One final note that many churches use Realm for online giving. So especially now on Sunday morning, their website might be a little busy. So if you get a message that the system is busy, just be patient and try again later. Thank you. Birds flying high You know how I feel Sun in the sky It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me, and I'm feeling good.
feeling good Hi. Today's reading is called God Got a Dog by Cynthia Ryland. God got a dog. She never meant to. She liked dogs. She liked them ever since she was a kid. But she didn't think she had time for a dog. She was always working and dogs needed so much attention. God didn't know if she could take being needed by one more thing. But she saw this dog out by the tracks and it was hungry and cold and lonely. And God realized she'd made that dog somehow. Somehow she was responsible, though she knew logically that she'd only set the world on its course. She couldn't be blamed for everything. But she saw this dog and she felt bad. And so she took it home and named it Ernie. And now God has somebody keeping her feet warm at night. Friends, in the midst of hard times, when we might feel isolated through social distance, when we turn on the news and the world is burning, 
it can feel as though it is all too much. My friend Elizabeth says, sometimes we can't take away the terrible, so we just add in more joy. And she is so right. And as we got closer to worship this week, we considered how to both hold the events of the week and as well as holding the excitement and joy that I knew many of you felt about sharing and blessing your beloved animals. And I knew this simply by the sheer number of people who sent me photos. It was so wonderful. And I am reminded that it can be sustaining and grounding and feed our resilience to honor and celebrate that which brings us connection and comfort and joy and grounds us in the present. And I know for so many of you and for me as well, the animal companions in your life do just that. They bring us connection and joy and comfort and presence and they, they feed our resilience. Whether or not you live with animals, for many people there is a profound sense of spirituality in connections with creatures large and small. The gold the goldpeckers and the wood <laughs> the goldfinches and the woodpeckers who visit my bird feeder, my two cats, the snake I saw on a walk earlier this week and watched mesmerized as it sat in the sun. As we are physically distancing ourselves right now from other humans, I have heard so many of you lift up the joy and gratitude that you have for animals in your life to be able to connect, to find comfort, and to enjoy companionship. We get so much from sharing our lives with non-human creatures. I invite you to share in the chat box what lessons, blessings, or gifts have the creatures in your life shared with you. You're welcome to type them now in the chat box, the lessons that creatures and animals have shared with you. And I will read some of them. Unconditional love, loving kindness, responsibility, how to be a good stray, teaching us to rest, companionship, calm being in the presence, dogs bringing compassion to all, resilience, joy, warmth and cuddling. You never feel worse after a walk. Companionship, showing up on her schedule, not mine. Joy, learning how to slow down and share love, remembering to laugh. Not holding a grudge, unconditional love and devotion, how to be real. Being present, loving kindness, how to have fun, someone to talk to, they want to be with us, providing joy and laughter as they are fun, craziness, how to live easier and slower, it's okay to be dirty and messy, cats teach humility, editorializing, that's true, they don't say hi to you if they don't want to, walking in joy, how to live in the presence, present, warm feet, when to get up and walk away, curiosity, love, staying in the present, a warm dog on my lap when I'm reading, cuddles, being in the moment, patience, how good peanut butter really is, reminder to take lots of naps, vulnerability, 
silliness, enjoying the simple things, resting, lack of conceit, accepting things as they are, how to go feral, company, that barks and playing is okay, what it means to have more love, how much fun a cardboard box can be, how to be gentle, living in the moment after moment after moment, not to be scared of the lake, <laughs> taking care of each other, stop and sniff and pee on it. I'm not sure that's a lesson I want all humans to take, but <laughs> unconditional love, use our noses and senses, Friends, there are so many things. And as these thoughts keep coming in, let us take a moment to bless and remember the animals that we have loved and lost, those who have taught us lessons before, those whose love companion us still, whom we said yes to at some point, knowing that one day we would live with the heartbreak of their absence. I invite you to share the names of beloved animals who have passed on now in the chat box. And as these, as these names keep coming in, I'm going to try to see if I can get my cats to come back with some treats. As we take transition to joyfully blessing the animals who currently companion us through our days. So I invite you to turn off the spotlight video, put your own video on. If you have an animal that you would like to bless, I invite you to go to your pet or to call to mind a wild creature that you have felt connected with. Put on the gallery view. Bring your pets into the screen if you can, if they will allow it, knowing that creatures have their own uh, will. <laughs> and go to their, your pet over their bowl or their cage or over their picture, or just call them to your mind. Say their name and say, you are a gift. May you be blessed. Phoenix, you are a gift. May you be blessed. Sparrow, you are a gift. May you be blessed. It is such a joy to see all of your animals on the screen all of the loves in your life that we don't often get to see, but who you share your, day, your days with. We close with a prayer of blessing from Maureen Killeran. For the blessing of animal companions, we give thanks. For the beautiful ones whose fur is silky and whose tails are long, whose feathers are brilliant or whose voices are splendid, we give thanks. For the frantic ones, the runts and the hungry who run for a food bowl or a pat as though this is life's last possible gift, 
we give thanks. For the obnoxious ones, the headbutts against us when we're trying to sleep, the bodies that refuse to learn discretion as they make digestive gifts, we give thanks. For those who bark and purr and growl and mew, for those who squeak and squawk or snarl and hiss, we give thanks. For the animals unknown to us whose niche in life's web is fragile, whose lives are insecure, for all who care for them and wish them well, we give thanks. Blessed are the animals. Blessed are the creatures who live with us and need our care. Blessed are the mammals and the reptiles and the birds who teach us that we are not alone. Blessed are all living things from whom we learn to love. Amen. And now we have a final musical ensemble and slideshow of the pictures that you all sent me this week. The music is by the Running DeVoe family, and if you listen closely, there is a special unrehearsed guest appearance from their cat, Birdie. I invite you to enjoy the slideshow.
that was wonderful. Thank you everybody for sending in the pictures. That was so great. Um, please join us for our closing hymn, All Creatures of the Earth and Sky. Uh, we'll put the lyrics in the chat box and please sing along with Sarah in the video. Thank you. Phoenix will lead our call to ministry. We go forth into the world in peace to act with works of love, to affirm each person's dignity and to cherish the living earth. Friends, as we face a world that is sometimes too heartbreaking to bear, may we find peace and comfort, joy and connection where we can. May we find resilience, love, resilience and love to sustain us for the work ahead. May it be so, and amen. We invite you to stay for our virtual coffee hour. After our postlude, we will be splitting you into breakout groups. So if you would like to stay for an informal 20-minute conversation with about eight other people, please stay through the end of our postlude. We hope you'll join us. We hope you'll also join us for our conversation tomorrow evening with our racial justice team and Reverend Nathan at seven o'clock on Zoom. You can find the link in our weekly email coming out tomorrow or on our Facebook page. Be well. Be blessed.
Remember, you are a blessing. Thank you. I'll now be sorting us into breakout rooms. Feel free 